the love of Jesus today. And what I'm asking God to do is to give me 1,000 of the sisters that can turn the world upside down. And, and God told me, he's granted that prayer. Then he began to teach me the things that I must tell you under a few minutes. So I'm under instruction. I want to read a story because God told me again to tell you about assignment. Two imperfect people with a perfect assignment. What I didn't tell you in 2017 about assignment, maybe I did, but I need to remind you again today, is that an imperfect life is straightened by a perfect assignment. Hmm. That I may have an imperfect life and things may be so bad, I may have the most abusive background, but there is an assignment made by a perfect master and that assignment will straighten my life. So wherever I turn to, my assignments keep chasing after me, even on the abortion bed. My assignments kept me. I did not become part of statistics of those who died through drunkenness or alcohol or drugs or everything because a perfect assignment guided and guided my life in my imperfect periods so it's not about how perfect my life is it's not about how I get things right because the world is already set in a way that even if I'm the best child, by the time I mix with the society called the world, I become imperfect. So what is God's guiding angel to keep me? My assignment. My mission. What, why I am here. And if you've been coming spa for a while, you'll know that the last reason why we're here is money. Money brings no satisfaction. Forget what they say about you on social media. You would wear what you like to wear. You will show off when you have to show off. And you own the word no explanation. But the fact is, it doesn't define you. When you talk about success, what makes me think a person is successful is how much they've impacted their society because they obey the assignment that they carry, not what they wear. Listen to me this morning. So, I want to use two people as an example. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was so perfect. But she wasn't perfect because she was perfect. She was perfect because of assignment. Assignment protected her to be a virgin. But Mary Magdalene, assignment also helped her or left her to become a woman filled with seven demons. Can I show you those seven demons this morning? I just said to you, 
And that's why I cannot compare my life to the life of another person. What I realized in 2005 was that what has been carrying me all my life, in my good and my bad, in my perfection and my imperfection was my assignment because I have to be what I have to be. And God wants me to tell someone this afternoon that stop knocking yourself over your mistakes because you could not have avoided it. You see, when you look back now, you look at your mistake and say, ah, I could have missed that. God said you couldn't have missed it. Uh -uh. The way you know that God is with you is that you still have your sense together to at least look back and say, I could have missed that, meaning you are still sane. You didn't lose your mind. Well, People that have gone through smaller things than you've gone through, why did they end up worse and bad and destroyed? Assignment was keeping you. So in actual fact, what happened to you is just fiction. Uh -uh. The more you mingle with the world, the more you go to psychics and, uh, and psychologists, they begin to make your fiction real and they tell you about your weaknesses and you are an introvert and you are a melancholy and you are this, they are bringing it, they are calling the things that be not. Speak Lord. They are calling the things that be not as though they were and you came to a stage and you accepted it. God said throw it back. No, you didn't hear me. Pick it up. Throw it back to the devil and tell the devil it is not mine. I am not melancholy. I'm a child of God. I'm a, I'm a queen. I'm royalty. God is dwelling on the inside of me and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You couldn't have avoided those mistakes. Mm. Because if you had avoided those mistakes, you would have nothing to tell nobody. Ah. And your assignment... You see, when Jesus was leaving, he commanded the disciples to go preach the gospel. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in the church. Whenever we are going to spread the gospel all over the world, guess what we hear? Go and talk about Jesus. No, 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 no. It says go and talk about you in connection to what Jesus has done. How do you know that pastor? Give me a scripture. I gave you yesterday. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. The blood Jesus shed was Jesus' testimony. But then it ended. He said they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their own testimony. Give me that scripture on the screen. They didn't overcome by the blood alone. They overcame by the blood, Jesus' testimony, and their own testimony. So if you don't have a testimony, you have nothing to go to the world to share. What you will go there to share is Bible knowledge. And God says there are professors there already who are talking to people about some written stuff in a paper. 
And they, yes, ma. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. You know, in Scotland Yard, they asked me, are you not afraid for your life? I mean, this is high-power police people now. Most powerful police ranking in, in, in UK. Are you not afraid for your life? Because da, da 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 I wanted to tell them I'm a dead man. But I thought, ah, oh, this is going to be long. Look, if you're going to serve the gospel, if your life will make meaning, your life must have been rendered meaningless by certain situation before. You, you didn't hear that, right? You know when a girl grows in abuse, the stigma and everything, right? Well, by no means is that right. But you couldn't have chosen it or rejected it. But then you've seen the worst. Now you're not afraid of anything. In other words, what I'm saying to you this morning is your past must not make you afraid. It must embolden you to take the future. It must embolden you. Now, someone say, well, because of what I've gone through with people, I don't trust people anymore. No, no, no. What you've gone through with people should make you discern people better. Not run from people. We've got to read this now because I've got time to, to, to stop. Now, Mark chapter what now? Luke 8. Luke 8 one. Let's read it now. Let's see the life of these two Marys and marry them together. Yes, ma, sir, ma, sir, whoever. Now, now, it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. Don't forget, these twelve were men, right? Uh-oh, spark nation. The twelve were there, uh-huh. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary. Uh, uh, um, he said the men were with him, but he did not talk about if they were healed. Huh? Uh, because Peter has not been healed yet. So the first to be healed are the women then. Thomas has not been healed of unbelief, you know. Judas. <laughs> it was there. So someone would then tell me, well, women quickly open up. They just say everything. Yeah. Confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. And so he, the, the, the other disciples still carried their unbelief and they followed him. Which is still good though. But it's better to be healed. You're not leaving this place today until you are completely healed. You know why? Because healed people heal people. So when you step out of this nation today, you are going to bring healing to an old generation. Can I hear an amen? 
No, 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 no. Can I hear a better hey, amen? You're going to bring healing to Birmingham. You're going to bring healing to Leicester. You're going to bring healing to Coventry. You're going to bring healing. Can I hear an amen in this house? You're going to bring healing to Manchester. You're going to bring healing to Islington. You're going to bring healing to the COD family and its environs. Can I hear a loud amen in this house? Certain women. The first thing to being healed is to accept that you're sick. For those who are whole needs no physician. And I as pity, I'm saying, Lord, there are areas in my life where I am sick. And certain women, yes, ma. Certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons. Uh-huh. And Joanna, the wife of Chooser, Herod's steward. No, no, no. She was the wife of Chooser, Herod's steward. They were in a influential position, but she was still sick. Uh-huh. So don't, don't, don't threaten me with your position. I know wherever you walk, your boss there needs healing. The one that only Jesus can bring. I appreciate how much you fought to reach the top of your career but there is still something wrong that you are carrying and as a matter of fact you reach the top in your career because of the burden you were carrying uh, it was your stepping stone really and that's fair enough but uh, at a time it will face you and try to kill you except you get healed I've got a journey and I have limited time. Quickly, Susanna. Susanna and many others who provided for him from their substance. In other words, <laughs> after you've been healed, you will become a provider. Oh my God. No, no, no. I just prophesied. I said today, you're not walking out of this place without being healed. That then means that when you leave this place, the providing anointing, in other words, it will increase your substance. You become not just a woman of the city, you become a woman of substance. And that's not just money. You will have substance in good works. You will have substance in faith. You will have substance in money also. You will have substance in stabilizing people who are emotional wrecks. They provided for the ministry of Jesus. But look at the caliber of people who brought provision. There were people who were filled of demons before and who were sick. I introduce to you the new generation church. And many of them are here today. It doesn't matter where you've been. The Bible says here that seven demons were casted out of Mary Magdalene. If I had time, we would have gone to Mary, the mother of Jesus. Using these two examples, she was perfect. Virginity there 
does not just simplify or, or exemplify that she's not known a man. It also, they are to use that as a form of purity. That's what it is. But what will be Mary's role? Mary the perfect one. What's going to be her role in the completion of Jesus' ministry? Nothing much. I understand that the Catholic still continues with that. But they will know Jesus one day and become Christians. So, this perfect person, this is what I, and I'm going to start rounding up with this. This perfect person began the ministry of Jesus. But who are the people that will continue it? Who are the people that will strengthen it? Who are the people that will make it reach the world? Who are the people that will take it to where God wants it to go? The imperfect. Those who have history that is not necessarily the purest. I congratulate you today. I congratulate you if you are here this afternoon and you have issues. You only came here this afternoon because God had been looking for you all this while. I congratulate you because in your spirit is written, in your heart is written how to raise a nation. He didn't give that to Mary, the mother of Jesus. He gave it to Madeline. Madeline had seven demons. What are these demons? Number one, if she was a prostitute, she would have been called Mary the prostitute, like Rahab the prostitute. Let me submit to you until Tuesday to get into details that demons, therefore, here implies mental instabilities. They were not things she chose to do. They were things that possessed her. And I can show you through scriptures. These seven demons, number one of them, are you ready for this? Was the demon called X. You really don't have time for me today though. Mary Madeline's ex possessed her. You see the word possession means own. And someone said to me, oh, that's my ex. I said, oh, the way you looked at him now, it's not, it's like, it's not ex. It's, a, it's present. You, you, just don't, you just don't need him yet. The day push comes to shores, it becomes a present help in time of need. It's there. You are possessed, owned. And in case you girls don't know how guys think. For them, it's like once they're always there kind of situation. I'll leave it at that. But forget the guys now. Think with me. Seven demons... Fear was another one of them. So what makes this girl not think properly? When she saw Chris, she also, Charles rather, 
Charles, sorry. <laughs> Chris just said, ah, ah. When did it change from Charles to Chris? Sorry. When she saw Charles, she remembered Obi. So, you don't know which one is the good or the bad. I'm just saying. So, Obi, of course, has to be the good. Charles is our bad guy right here, right? She is conflicted between these two people. So, let's say Obi is the future. Charles was the past. So, sometimes she behaves to Obi in a way that Obi doesn't understand because she's still owned by Charles. So she's like, she's unbalanced. She's, I don't know why she does that. Uh, there's a problem. And that problem is mental first. It's not physical. So forget about the physical action. There's a possession somewhere. Whatever possesses you up to this moment will have to leave you before you step out of this place. So Jesus needed to squeeze into her and remove seven possessing spirit. I don't know what possesses you. And I've heard of what is possessing you. And I've had testimonies today, reasons. The Bible calls them evil spirit because you see, Charles himself has had no father. Remember Charles is the past, right? He had no father. He was carrying a demon. And he brought that demon to you. And he put his ideology unguided. Remember that demons are spirits who don't keep their domain. That's what fornication is. People who don't keep their domain. Who don't know this is not right for me. This is not mine. They just enter any territory. But that's not my point today. When I make altar call, I'm only calling. And I'm going to start to stop now because it's a Sunday. Mary Magdalene got so healed. And you would see how much Jesus needed her healed. I've searched through scriptures and I can prove to you that as was a mental situation. It was a mental health issue. But I'm not talking of the one that can be healed by any drugs. It cannot be. When we get to a stage in our life when we're looking for other things to possess us, we're looking for demons to heal demons. So for the lack of certain things, a girl starts looking for guys and I'm not blaming her. That's not my job this morning. It's not to condemn or to judge. No, my job is to show you why. That whoever mistreated you or misguided you or disappointed you was also filled with demons. And you can carry the story of what they did as long as you share that story outside of a gathering like this. As long as you share it and it makes you react, the demon says we are in control. So they don't mind you giving your life like Pastor Andy said she did. They don't mind giving life in churches. I surrender Jesus. Da, 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 da. And you go back to do the same thing. Giving life, really, sorry to say this, but not sorry. Giving life, really, is spark nation. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because it possesses you. You know, the kind of giving life they do outside, 
is the one you come and read sinner's prayer by the way. Sinner's prayer is not in the Bible, by the way. I'm sorry, but you won't see it there. The one they read Bible, um, sinner's prayer, and then you are free afterwards to go outside. No, in Spark Nation, you'll be edged in. I bet before you go home, you would have watched five periscopes. <laughs> That's the literal meaning of giving life. When those periscopes don't exist, what would you go back home to watch? Soap opera, you watch all the things that possessed us. They possessed us. Fear was one of the demons in Mary Magdalene. Can I tell you something about fear? Fear is Satan's strongest demon. Fear makes a rich man poor because if a man has not given their life to Jesus, if they are not born again, and I don't mean in the religious way, they have nothing to teach you. You have everything to teach them. If not so, how can a multi-millionaire, you all know this person, call me on the phone panicking, about to die, shaking on the corner of one room, like when in, what indeed he did as a child, a 60-year-old man with all the money in this world, all the luxury cars, all the private jet, hiding under his bed. Pastor, I'm panicking, panic, panic. I'm like, guy, what's up, man? This is 2 a.m. What's going on? Why is this guy panicking? Is God his tax bill? You've got 10 million pounds in an account, tax bill is 2 million. You are dying. This guy can sell two of his cars and wipe it out. But that's what every rich man is. They are, they are, they, they, they are the most scared cockroach ever. You know why? You know why? They don't want that money. They dare not spend it the way they like. It is Satan's money. So they can't give it anyhow. They can't just wake up and say, oh, I'm giving this. No, they cannot. Someone just put it in charge of them and will kill them with fear. These demons govern their life. So, really, this guy is afraid for nothing. In Spark Nation, when we give, if you have 5K, we'll give 4,975 4, pounds. And if half of the money, say, women of the city, you give 15. You know that salvation, right? You are free from the spirit of that money. That means you are qualified for it. <laughs> they are bound. These guys drive all kinds of better cars and great cars around poor people, but they cannot give. They, they express to me how much they want to give, but they can't do it. And I tell them from day one, you can't, don't promise me anything. Number one, I don't have respect for you because you're rich or stuff like that. No, I don't care. Number two, I don't believe in your promises because your master will tell you later tonight that that's a good will. Oh, he will congratulate you and say, well done. Say, well, you can't spend my money like that. Who is your master? Satan coming to your bedroom? No, fear. Can I bring that to our own context, therefore? We can, and I'm going to make an altar call soon. You can remove that. 
We can get to a state in life where we are possessed by the past. And God wants to set you free this afternoon. A beautiful lady just looks at herself in the mirror and she's afraid. She, she says, my look is so ugly. Come, daughter, come. How can, look at this girl I'm holding. How can this one ever feel at a time in her life that, oh, my look is so terrible. I don't know what's going on. I'm so ugly. You say, how? Mental problem. Possession by demons. When demons come in, they make the best think they are the worst. And when they think they are the worst, they will behave the worst behavior. Yeah? We, we don't do bad things because we are bad. We do bad things because we think that's our natural state. Something told her in her head, you, you, you are nothing. And if that thing succeeds telling her that she's nothing, she will treat other people like nothing. I told you before, I've, 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 I've read from some of the greatest ladies. One day, uh, this woman has almost turned the world in her nation upside down. One day, someone looked at her and said, look how ugly you are. She looked at the lady. She said, sweetheart, life is not a beauty competition. Life is real substance. It's not the shape of your head. Before you go for plastic surgery. You will be the most handsome, poorest person in the neighborhood. It's not a beauty competition. What God is asking you to do this afternoon so that he can launch you into the greater part of destiny is this. Let, let's see how Mary's life ended. Mark 16, when Jesus was living. Or how Jesus' life ended, really. Quickly, let me read that one. And we're preparing for altar call. If you're here this afternoon and you feel you are possessed by certain demons, that's nothing to be ashamed of. That's something to cry out and say, Pastor, if Jesus removed seven demons from Mary Magdalene and her life became this great, I'm not better than Mary Magdalene. You will never see once when Mary Magdalene prophesied. So sister, stop rushing to be a prophetess. That doesn't impress me. Before you show me your certificate of ability to prophesy, I want to see your certificate of the demons removed from you. So sister, stop prophesying in fear because I still recognize that demon. Uh -huh. I still know now is using God's name because she's seeking relevance. The, the demon called irrelevance assists her mind. That was one of Mary's demons. This demon will make her feel that nobody likes her. Nobody needs her. Why? Why? Because the way the ex-boyfriend treated her. 
Now, this is a lady that is supposed to stand up to life and speak in front of everybody and change the whole generation. But she's possessed by the spirit irrelevant. And what demons talk, because the word they speak also is spirit, they will talk to her and say, you are nothing. Say, look at how people are laughing at you. Look at people compare and you see, you can come to a stage where you look at another lady and say, wow. Look at her. Look at how great she is. Well, I've got an answer for you. He used Mary Magdalene more than he used Mary the Virgin. My imperfections qualify me. Look at, look at the end of Jesus here. Mark 16. Now. Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. My God. He didn't go to Peter. And he told Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. But he didn't go to Peter. He didn't go to John. John the beloved. Obviously Judas is dead now. He appeared first to Mary Magdalene. That when the owner of life was coming back, they saw it as priority. Oh, you didn't understand that. That the first person to go to will be the last person any church will accept. I said the Father in heaven, the Holy Ghost, thought it right that the woman to go to is the one nobody would have had nothing to do with. That the first person to manifest the resurrection. When Jesus came back, is the example of the first church. It became the last Adam. That the last Adam will have to appear back to the original Eve. I touched it. I didn't want to touch it. The Eve that missed it in the garden. The Eve that was possessed by the serpent because she wanted relevance. I, I thought I wouldn't reach that place for you, but don't worry. Because it's too far now. In that garden, Eve came back. Uh -uh, you don't understand Eve. Look at how they deceived Eve. They deceived Eve. In the body of a lady called Mary. She has done the seven wrong things because from, it, from creation to that time was seven lifetimes. Wait till Tuesday. We're going to know the Bible in a new way, right? This if. Uh, okay, you don't know it's Eve, right? The Bible says Jesus is the last Adam, right? You didn't understand why I was reading that first scripture. The Bible says they helped Jesus. It is not good for man to be alone. I will create and help mate. So if you thought I just read that scripture, to tell you women was helping Christ, whatever. I'm not in Bible Sunday school. 
this is prophetic the first Adam when he realized that the first Adam was created he said it is not good for him to be alone I will go and make Eve so when the last Adam came who is the image of the first Adam the Bible only said the men were with him he said and those men traveled with him but when he was going to talk about help he started to mention women listen guys and ladies the ministry of women is help help is not inferior to the original because without help if this thing was so heavy and I'm created to carry it without help I cannot it means it's not carried so that doesn't make the woman inferior to the man it makes them equals no matter what Jesus wanted to do no matter how powerful Peter's ministry is without Miriam without Mabinte without Bishop Abigail without Abba without Nikki without Indidi I can't carry it so this first Eve was in the garden and Satan actually gave us seven temptations stop switching out this thing but whatever gave us seven so where is that in the Bible my assignment is to show you the word I didn't come here to play so if you've not heard these things before you were playing get born again today and let's talk proper Bible let's talk proper thank you and she ate the tree of knowledge that was Eve I said if the second Adam is coming back there must be the first Eve but by the time we met her you don't understand okay okay <laughs> the first Adam was created from the dust it was pure nothing evil has touched that sand it was holy it was virgin that pure man out of his rib was taking another pure woman Eve a virgin and when Adam saw I said you'll be the life-given woman you're the woman life-given spirit whatever these were pure people by the time Satan intercepted they had become impure God said but I still need Eve but we're gonna keep Eve until the last Adam comes the moment they mentioned the ministry of Jesus the first time ever they said and certain women and the first to mention was Mary uh -uh. so his mother could not be his greatest help because it will be not Eve anymore it would have been the Eve before the fruit and that would have been fake salvation if we are going to ever meet any helper for Jesus, the last Adam, now they will be 
prostitutes and people who were filled of demons. That is what will make what God created. Listen to me. Your falling state was God's creation. That's all I'm saying. You came out as if. Not by your doing. But why are you all planted in your thousands here this morning? Because this is the ministry. Women of the city is the ministry that will support the end time move. End time revival. End time work of God. Give God praise for your life and mind today. I'm struggling with the Holy Spirit if I should tell you this one. If I had time, I would have then told you the first child of Eve was Cain and Abel. We've got to look for them. Because now, <laughs> will Cain kill Abel now? Because it's, Old Testament is type and shadow. Meaning it will be repeated. And this time around, they will pass the exam. I rest my case. Come, Livingstone. Ah. Livingstone. Imagine people are threatening living so they say if you go remember 55% of this church is gang <laughs> thousand times I fell no. still your love mercy remains should I stumble again still I'm calling your grace everlasting your light will shine. Else fills never Your glory goes beyond. Mount the pulpit now. That's why I stopped today for real. I want to make a call. Believe me, guys, believe me. I have to. No, no, seriously, guys, listen to me. I have to. 
right now in this auditorium. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not using that to tease you. That's not the job. That's not what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. But, but seriously, there are people the Holy Spirit wants to heal now. The word I'm sharing with you is so sweet to me as well because he spoke it to me. But the Holy Spirit owns the atmosphere of the church and the word. And there are women like Mary Magdalene. There are Eves and there are men also. So if you're a guy and you're here today, maybe you just came to see what all this Spark Nation thing is all about. Well, this is where revival is about to break out from. But today you want to change your life and you're saying, these may all just be for me. When you're coming out, remember the demons that possessed Mary Magdalene, they were more mental than physical. Forget what you did. Well, I was looking for men. I was hanging around men. And I saw when you were speaking, Pastor Genevieve, I saw um, guys um, helping, coping her out. And... <laughs> Wiping all his tears and sweat. <laughs> but what is prophetic about that is this. If you were Eve by no choice of yours. None of you are ladies because you wanted to be ladies. You didn't exist when he conceived you. You were inside Eve when he, she ate the fruit. So even if you're alive today and you've not done one wrong thing, you still have done all things wrong. If you have your antidepressant drugs with you, you have your things in your pocket that you use when you're coming to the altar, you're coming to throw it. Knowing that no medicine can cure demons. Why do you need church? Because you're going to get into a family that edges you in. Because you get into a house of a father who says, no, you can't do that. Who wakes you up and taps you and says, look at me. I'm not a psychologist. I'm a preacher of the gospel. Wake up. You're not going to do that. You're not going to kill yourself. You'll be exactly what Mary Magdalene, everyone's thought it right. They sent Mary Magdalene to go tell the guys that Jesus has resurrected. Huh? And if you're a guy here today as well, young, gang banging, fraud banging, listen, listen, I, I'm not here to judge you or blame you. I'm not even here to tell you to stop doing what you do. I'm just telling you that there's a better life than that. If you sell drugs, you will die of drugs. simple so don't just sit there and think you're tough because you're not when the Lord really comes after you you become the jelliest fish ever 
<laughs> but guess what? Guess what? My job is not to make you feel bad about what you do. My job is to make you feel terrible. I'm just joking. My job is to help you switch because you've got something in you that is better. As we worship God, there are over a hundred ladies in this house. Your name is M.M. Oh, I just remembered. <laughs> Mary Magdalene. Or your name is still M.M. It's Mary, mother of Jesus or whatever. Mother Mary. I told a Catholic one day, I would rather worship Mary Magdalene than Mary, the mother of Jesus. Because one day Jesus said, who is my mother? No, no, it's in the Bible, really. He, they came, they said, your mother and parents are at the door. He said, huh? But for Mary Magdalene, when she came, she said, I've got to go see my, my, my paddy. I've got to go see my, my friend, Mary. You know those people you want to impress first? Mary became somebody that everyone's want to impress first. Like, yeah, I told you I'm coming back and I'm back now. He didn't go to his mom first. What God wants to make out of your life, the reason why he set up this service to change your life, the reason why he set up Spark Nation, the reason why you heard so many news about Spark Nation before coming is because those who are possessed by the same seven demons, they've got to stop you anyhow. We're not more than this. Number-wise, we're more than this, but this is the truth of Spark Nation. If anybody tells you Pastor Toby has ever done them something wrong, cheated them, tell them, let's go and see him together. Halfway, they will say, no, I left it to God. You will know you are a dead liar. Because it's never happened before. That's the fact. I think I've got some sisters here today. We will need to pray for. The Holy Spirit will fall. He wants to deliver. So it is not a taboo to carry seven demons. It's a taboo to carry them out of that door today. Or that door. Today, we're going to tell all of them to leave this place. Leave your life. Leave your mind. Leave your home. Leave your finances. Leave your spiritual growth. Leave everything that you love in the name of the Lord Jesus. But we can't tell them to leave unless you come to surrender all to the one who can cast out demons. As all eyes are closed and all heads bowed, there is a Mary in this house and you're saying, I want freedom today. I want freedom. Alcohol is one of the demons. Addiction to alcohol. Addiction to sexual perversion. Jesus wants to cure you today. He didn't cure Mary so that Mary can go around and say, I'm better than you know. He cured Mary so that Mary can become all that she's ever wanted to become. The aisle is open right now. If there's anyone, and I need worship because it's going to be deliverance in a few minutes. The last Adam is here. The Holy Ghost is here. Please keep the eye clear.